What's up? This is Carl Bell from Fuel, and you're listening to Appetite for Distortion with Brando. Distortion. Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 350. My name is Brando. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Carl Bell. How are you, sir? I am good, man. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, it's very surreal to be talking to you because I don't know if I want to age you or myself. You're like the soundtrack of my college. You know, uh, I had something like Human CD, and you know, back in the day where you would put the CDs uh, above your visor in the car, right? <laughs> that, that's an- then somebody would steal them. And do you remember? I remember CDs were like your life, right? I mean, that was your, you didn't have Spotify and all this stuff to go find it online. That, I remember clutching onto that. That was my life's possession. I still have some, and I look at that case every now and again, and you just go, wow, that was the center of my world at the time, you know what I mean? And, you know, you'd save up money to go buy whatever record. It was great. That's funny. In your visor. I hadn't thought about that in a while, though. <laughs> I, know, I know, but that just goes back to, you know, I know you go back even further uh, starting this band in, uh, in 89, but again, just for me, uh, when the band really broke, and it's just uh, very cool to be speaking with you today. So if you don't mind me asking, as I see, again, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, all those cool records behind you, um, where are you, um, where are you today? Cause I know you, uh, you're on the road right now. You were just in Alabama with three doors down. So where are you right now? Yeah, right now I'm back home. We just flew home. I don't know what's going on with the airlines lately, but man, airlines have been really, really crazy. And, uh, we just got back after being delayed, canceled. I had to actually drive. We had a show in Oklahoma and I actually drove. I landed in Dallas, could not get out of Dallas that evening. Had to be, had to have a show. You got to play a show. And had to drive from Dallas to like somewhere in the middle of Oklahoma, and uh, it's been nuts. But yeah, right now I'm back in my in my little music room. Some people call it a studio, but that sounds all bougie for me to say. So I have a studio in my house. For me, it's just a music room, and I do. I did the record here. I did Anomaly, our new record, Anomaly. I did it right here in this room and mixed it, produced it, played all the instruments, and so. This is where I do it all, pretty much. Okay, where is home? Because, yeah, I don't like saying I have a radio studio at home. I guess have a, <laughs> you know, makeshift DIY MacGyver studio here in Queens, New York. So right. where, where's yours? I am not in Queens. I am <laughs> on the West Coast. I'm out here in uh, Las Vegas, actually. Okay, very nice. Very cool. I accidentally ended up in Las Vegas, some weird thing, and I've been out here forever now, so it's kind of funny. But I'm, I, I like it. I really... I'm a lizard, I guess, nowadays. So. Okay, but you're originally uh, from PA, right? You're more of an East Coast. Well, actually, from Tennessee. I'm originally not far from Nashville, actually. But, oh, okay. yes, we got signed out of Pennsylvania back in the day. Gotcha. And uh, Pennsylvania's always been a great state for us. And I don't know if you even go to Pennsylvania now. They still got live bands everywhere. I don't know what it is about the Pennsylvania area there, but it's fantastic for live music. And we saw that not uh, a long time ago and said, let's go to Pennsylvania. We picked up everything and moved to Pennsylvania. And that's where we made it happen out of Harrisburg. So, wow. 
Yeah, very, very, very cool. Uh, you know, yeah. Guns N' Roses and those guys were doing L.A. We went to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. I mean, there it weren't. Was, it kind of worked, I guess, yes. <laughs> what, what would be the Hollywood Boulevard of, of Pennsylvania? You know, I do. There is none. I do. <laughs> of Pennsylvania. I, I don't think there is anything. We don't have any other cool, you know, strip stories that these guys probably have. But uh it was a good place for us to get going. It's close to New York, and which is the cool part. And so you can get into the city of New York City and uh, and launch from there. So that's kind of vicariously through New York is kind of how we went through it, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um, not to, well, we're going to talk about all the traveling you're, you're doing now when you can travel, when there aren't, you know, it's, it, it is difficult. Yeah. That's why I like to j- just drive places. You know, I don't want to deal with airlines if I don't have to. Just, you know, it doesn't matter how far the drive is. Which I only can say because it's just stuck in my head. Uh, my you mentioned like how often I'm in Pennsylvania. Last time I was there, I drove to Chicago. I was driving back actually from Chicago, uh, where my fiance is from, to visit her family and everything. Hit some right. nice uh, black ice, and that's oh. what, that's when I was telling you off air before. I'm like, I'm gonna pull my tooth out because I don't want to sound like Cindy Brady. So oh. that's when I got into a car accident earlier this year. So I got to wait until August to get. This fix. Oh, oh not you! T- oh man, wow! What you hit? Oh, nice! What you I hit know. the steering wheel? What you yeah. hit? You know what you hit? Steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. Ouch! Oh. Uh, I I'm very lucky. Could have been so much worse, but yeah, that's why. There's you know, that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Wow. I don't want to put in, you know, my my again my fake tooth. I did it sometimes. I told you off the air that George Thurgood kind of make fun of me. He's like appetite <laughs> for distortion, appetite. Yes, suffer and succotash. <laughs> but I, I can't miss the opportunity. You know, my vanity is not as important as talking to Carl Bell. So I, 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 hey, man, it gives you some street cred. How about some street cred? There yeah, you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So um, as you're out on the road now, I do want to backtrack a little bit and, and talk about Anomaly and how that happened. Because with the history of Fuel in this band, it's a long one. And I don't think a yeah. lot of people realize You've been in and out, and now you're back in with, you know, the original guitarist, of course, you know, penning the biggest hits you, you've had, and, you know, the original drummer and a new lead singer. So tell me the status of Fuel now and kind of, if you can, can brief us about how you got there. Well, that's you, that's kind of it. Yeah, I wrote I wrote all the music and lyrics to pretty much everything we did in Fuel. That's just the way it happened. You know, not, none of this was ever planned and you sat down and chart out your band and this is how it's going to be. It just evolved into that. And I ended up writing most lyrics and music, all pretty much all lyrics and music to pretty much every song and, and especially the songs that were successful. And uh, so then we went through that phase. Bands are tough. Ask Motley Crue, ask the Beatles, ask anybody. They're not easy. And uh, we went through a couple of situations there. I ended up giving it to the lead singer for 10 years and for the old lead singer for a while. And he had it for 10 years. And then a couple of years ago, it just kind of all fell apart again. And uh, I had fuel back. And so I called my drummer, Kevin Miller, the old original drummer from way back in the day. Um, And uh, he's like, let's do this. And I'm like, nah. Uh, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> and he kept saying, let's do this. And I, I, I compare Kevin to the guy. You ever see like ridiculousness or the TV show ridiculousness or, you know, jackass where, sure. you know, some guy's like on a motorcycle on a roof or the house or something. And this guy's going, dude, you got this. I, I think Kevin's <laughs> that guy. <laughs> you got this, Carl. You won't hurt yourself if you jump off this building on a motorcycle. Yeah, you're okay. 
And uh, anyway, so Kevin kind of said, let's do this. And the best thing was Kevin said, I have a band. And so we don't have to go look for guys. I'm in a band right now. And I think we can plug this right in and make this all work. And so I went and met the guys and I was like, wow. And uh, it was really working and kind of as advertised from Kevin's point of view. And I went, yeah, this sounds interesting. And we started rehearsing a little bit. Not that we could because it was COVID, but we tried to get together as much as we could. And uh, then I just started writing a record because my silly little brain said, well, you're back in fuel. Let's go do a record. In my head, I started writing and uh, I started doing it right here. And pretty much I produced it. We couldn't get together for the band because of COVID. And uh, so I ended up doing most all the instruments. In fact, all the instruments and uh, produced it and even mixed it here in the house, which is great that you can do that now. But this is the first rock record I've mixed for Fuel. And uh, it was interesting, interesting project. So that's where we're at now. We have a new record called Anomaly. Um, you can check it out on, you know, with YouTube and everywhere else in Spotify. Or you can, you know, you can actually buy a copy if you want hard copies. We have final, but blah, blah, blah. And check us out on Fuel Official YouTube, Fuel Official Facebook, Fuel Official TikTok, Fuel Official Music on Instagram and all that stuff. You know how that is, man. It's important. I hate to be like a Kardashian here and plug your own self, but this that stuff's important nowadays. It's kind of part and parcel of what we do now. So that's why you're here. You know, that's why why you're here. It's what we're doing. You know, it's not just a talk, which we will guns and roses. It's a chance to, you know. Talk about what's going on currently, because uh, I'm interested. People are interested. Um, right on. With Fuel, because you started that. I mean, it's, yeah. I get because, again, in 1989, you started that. I guess, how do you feel? Because a lot of people look at their band like it's their family, it's their brother. It's But you've been in and out, and you were uh, you said you were like reluctant this time. But then it worked out. Like, how do you look at Fuel as a uh, like an entity or a brand, I guess, or a band? Like, how do you feel about the band, I guess, overall now, I, you know what I mean? I'm, I know I'm asking a very deep philosophical no. thing. I, I'm trying yeah, to, no, that's, it's, it, it's interesting because for me, it was, uh, started the band, like you said, wrote most of the music. And then for probably 10, 15 years, I was basically separated from my own music, which is kind of odd. Uh, cause the lead singer had it and he was taking it and doing his thing with it. Right. There was and, a disconnect. Uh, so it wasn't like you were con- constantly like Axel, like he was Guns N' Roses for a while. You left and let someone else take it over. So that's what I, I really I, find interesting. Well, it's funny. I get, you know, people in mind sometimes, you know, everybody's speculating as to what happened. And Carl must've been a control freak and he must've been this. And I'm like, if I was a control freak, why would I let my lead singer completely take the freaking band? You know what I mean? So you get all kinds of stuff. And of course, you know how it is online. You know, people just, they, they're, They've got, you know, they'll say anything in the comfort of their little pace, but you know what I mean? Yeah, they'll, verbal they'll, diarrhea, just to say anything. Yeah, you got that stuff happening all the time. But it, it was, it's odd. It's very odd, actually, to be, to start a band and then to basically let another guy take it. Brett had it. And, of course, Brett did, was sang all the big hits, and he was a big, big part of it, of course. I'm not discounting anything that he did. Uh, but then to be out of it, was weird. And then to be back in it now is kind of odd again. However, at the, however, at the same time, it's, it's nice to be back playing the songs I wrote and nice to be back playing the music that I wrote. And I've got a bunch of really good musicians. And I think it's nice to be back playing the songs like 
I hope people think they should be played, you know what I mean? And, and performing the way they should be. And we're trying and we're building and we're, we're, you know, putting it all together as we speak and as we roll, we're trying to keep it all going, but it's, it's interesting to be back playing music again. I hadn't been on stage in 10 years, maybe, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. It's been a long time since I'd been on stage. I hadn't played guitar. The first show we played, I said, I haven't played a guitar standing up in about 15 years so because you know you're here in the studio you just got a set you don't stand and play that much so sorry my phone's blowing up with a bunch of messages and i have to keep going no that's uh, okay um but anyway it's uh, it's it's cool i'm glad to be back in fuel we got a brand new record that i think is maybe uh, i know maybe i'm most proud of this record as being i'm certainly as proud of this record as any record we've ever done and you know check it all out there's a lot of a lot of great stuff on there i think it's got you know it's got a lot of well, this is a Guns N' Roses channel. For me, I loved what Guns N' Roses would do or what Led Zeppelin would do, where you try to create a ride and you have heavy songs and then you can go into more, you know, introspective, slower tunes, maybe. Sure. And such. A, and, and, and you take the you take the ride on the record, you know what I mean? Whereas I know some bands just kind of keep beating you and beating you and beating you. And after a while, I'm just like. I gotta have so that's you know I, you had of course it. I, like I said this is a Guns N' Roses channel much respect to Guns N' Roses <laughs> that's what they, that's the way they like to roll that's the way I like to roll and so that's what we try to do here in Fuel I like to say call it a uh, a six degrees of Guns N' Roses bacon or a Guns N' Roses themed podcast because everyone and their mother I mean you get interviewed all the time to have this as a podcast you know other than my my charm what's gonna make me different so you know that's yeah. that well, was you're, you're the, too, your tooth is giving you some. Uh, yeah, now it is. I know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to hide behind the mic, but you're making me smile. So it's and it's street cred, man. It's street cred. I know. I know exactly. So it's. Uh, I took a hard punch. That's my terrible segue into your, your one of your new songs. Or I I did a landslide into my uh, driver's in my steering wheel. No, no. Okay. See, it's, that's why I have to rely on uh, Guns N' Roses material. It's not all here. Um, where did uh, the new lead singer come from? And he's a great voice. He does. So it's, it's, you're kind of hitting the ground running and making it sound like classic fuel, but ref like refreshed in a way, which uh, sounds like the goal. So, uh, and forgive me if I'm mispronouncing his last name because John is easy to pronounce. Uh, yeah. Corsal, Corsali. What is it? What is his name? Corsali. Okay. Good. The second time. So. You're close. You're close, man. John Corsali. Yeah. He was with, he was one of the guys that was in Kevin's band. And Kevin's okay. like, dude, guy i think he can sing all this fuel stuff and so kevin kind of snuck in there and said hey john i've got a friend of mine who's got a birthday could you sing hemorrhage our song hemorrhage could you sing hemorrhage for me and let me record it of course john i think in the back of his mind was going what's going on here and then that was kind of john's audition and john really first of all he wants to honor the old stuff uh he wants to pay homage to you know he was a fan as well of fuel and uh, he wants to do that. And, uh, and then, but he's got his own thing as well. He's got nice, you know, this is like right in his wheelhouse. All the fuel stuff is right in his wheelhouse. Uh, besides being a great guitar player, really great guitar player as well. Um, and so he just, it, it started working. And again, when I heard him, I went, wow, this is interesting. Because this guy can, you know, sing the old material, plus bring a whole bunch of new life to new material. That's when I kind of started writing, and that's how Anomaly kind of happened, the new album. And uh, so he's been interesting, you know, it's been an interesting run. Of course, he's new to this. He's only 26, 27. Wow. So, so he hadn't really had this level. 
And, uh, but we just played huge, um, you know, BFD festival in Dallas. We played, uh, um, welcome to Rottenfield down in Daytona, you know, massive audiences yeah. and really stuff. You can check it out on the Facebook page. We've got some shots of that crazy. And, uh, so it's, he's, you know, adapting to that very well. And he's, you know, we all got some growing to do. Like I said, we're just kind of getting this band rolling, but, uh, he's been great. He's been really great. That's cool. And I'm glad he's bringing life to, to hemorrhage again, to, I, you know, that's, that's the song. You know, uh, to me, that's one of the best rock songs of my lifetime. You know, I'm 30, oh, wow. I'm 38. <laughs> so I'm 38. Wow. So of my lifetime, I mean, that's, just, right. it's still in my wheelhouse. So I'm saying uh, of a song that came out in the last 38 years. I mean, that's, I don't know why more classic uh, rock stations aren't playing it. Cause all, it's still like it's new for a lot yeah. of people. So it's still only like in all the alt rock stations and, you know, just right. generic rock stations, but it's, I don't know, just like that song, like shimmer again, they're, because classics, you know, bad day. Because classics, I'm glad that they're, you know, they're given new life. Uh, but I want to go back to the hemorrhage. When you wrote that, did you have any idea that it would have the life that and and, and that would be the hit that it became? I, I was hopeful. I was very hopeful. And when I wrote it, it felt really good. Like you write plenty of songs. I write tons of songs, and and you go, eh, yeah, and you, or you massage it and work it, try to make the song work. And you put that much effort into it. But Hemorrhage was just one of those songs that just kind of fell out. Uh, I wrote it really quickly, which seems to be part and parcel for most people when they say they wrote whatever big song they wrote that kind of happened. You know what I mean? It's amazing. And that song kind of came quick and it felt really, really good at the time. And I remember sending it to my managers and I was like, they're going to like this. And you get that phone call going, wow. It felt good. Now, at the same time, I have other songs who felt really good as well. Mm. You just don't get the push or something happens. There's a whole lot of things that have to line up to make everything work. And uh, But that one, yes, Emmerich was one of the songs that I felt like, surely. And, of course, at that time, we were rolling off the last record. We had just had the big hit with Shimmer, and that record sold a million copies, the first record. So we had a lot of momentum. Momentum is a huge thing in anybody's career. And once you lose that momentum... It's kind of tough to get it back sometimes. And so, but hemorrhage fell right in the spot where we needed it and it worked and it was great. And uh, it was, uh, it felt like it was going to be a nice big hit for us. And it turned out to be a nice one for us, for sure. Just anytime it comes on the radio, never change it. And also last time, one of the best tracks to kick off an album. Love that. You know, like, so I'm, I'm, That's right. I'm a fan, not just because, you know, you see Slash and stuff, Chinese democracy behind me. <laughs> I that's like other good. bands. <laughs> I'm a fan too. I'm a fan of that band too. So that's all good. <laughs> so let me, uh, so let me ask you, your six degrees of GNR bacon. I know you've had some, um, I was told some interactions with Duff and Slash. So what can you tell us about your six degrees of Guns N' Roses bacon? <laughs> I've got a, but I, I, well, the funny thing is, is I remember when Appetite for Destruction just came out and it didn't get traction right away. I don't know if you remember that because it took it a little second to for everybody to go. But I had a friend of mine who was working at a DJ and he was my college roommate. His name is Randy Lane. And he comes to me and says, dude, I've got this record. And listen to this. It's different. It sounds different than, you know, all of the other band, metal, not I don't know if you call them metal, but all the other really heavy rock bands at the time. Sure. And we started listening to it and, uh, and we were basically on board before most people were because we were loving this record. And then it really hit. And we were like, yes, you know, that was great. For, funny thing is, Randy Lane is was my college roommate, the guy I just mentioned who turned me on to, the, to it. 
just he's become he mixed fuel forever. He was our front of house guy. Okay. And now he's like a world class engineer. And he just mixed the Carrie Underwood Axel Rose encounter that happened. He mixed that for live. He mixed it for broadcast. So when you see him, that's my buddy Randy Lane. So he just mixed the Axel Rose situation there with her. Now that's a six so degrees. That, wow. That's a really that's, good six, that's like legit six degrees. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> Well, that was great. That was part of it. Let's see what else, man. I just, we were doing a video in LA. I think it was a video and Duff, I think Brett and Duff were hanging out and Duff came by and we I was talking, we were just talking about home furnishings or whatever. I think he was putting a house together at the time or something. And we went to this, he said, I said, dude, there's this place down the road. And he said, let's go. So we jumped in the car with Duff. Nicest freaking guys, right? Just so nice. We went to this place called Arte de Mexico, which has all this Moroccan metal doors with studs and all this kind of kind of heavier stuff, home decor. I know it's kind of weird to be saying I'm going shopping with Duff. I love it. I love it. But Duff is so nice. When I met these guys, I thought if anybody on the planet could have attitude and you would let them have attitude, you know what I mean? Like some people, yeah. you know, oh, they got attitude, but you don't back it up. But Guns and Roses. <laughs> and then when I met them, super nice, just the nicest dude. So it was so nice to meet those guys. And then let me think uh, the other time they were in, uh, they were in Vegas. I think him and Slash were in Vegas. And I was in the limo with them. And I was at that time, I was running around Vegas a lot more than I do now. And uh, he uh, I was I got I, I was just saying, hey, go to the back door of this place. I was kind of their concierge or something for a while. We were just hanging out. But it was me and Slash and Duff and uh, some other guys. I can't even remember who else. But I would go to the back. I'd say, hey, go to the back. And I'll get you in the back. And that way it wouldn't be fussed with. Not that Guns N' Roses couldn't get in any place they ever wanted. Obviously, they didn't need my help. But I would just kind of get them in this this the little less obvious route so they could get in and not be hassled with. Again, Slash, fantastic stuff, fantastic. Just nice. Just super nice guys. So much respect for them to that. And then I think the one concert I saw, one of my best concerts of my life, was in Columbia, South Carolina. It was Metallica. Guns and Ro- uh, Metallica opening for Guns N' Roses and Faith No More was the first show. And man, they all knew that what was coming behind them or what they were up against. And so Faith No More comes out and just blisters. I mean, it was just like, oh, my God. And I loved Faith No More. And then Metallica comes out and they knew Guns N' Roses becoming. They knew they were following Faith No More and Guns N' Roses behind them. And so they just come out full bore. And then Guns N' Roses come out. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen. It was just fantastic. So much respect to all the boys there in uh in Guns N' Roses camp, man. Fantastic. That's cool. That's the one lifetime, just when I was born, regret I have not being able to see that tour because I would have been 1992. I would have been nine. So my first concert was the Ninja Turtles in Radio City Music Hall. So I was just not <laughs> GNR Metallica level yet. I'm just being honest. I, I swear to God. I really, it's so true. It's so sad. Ninja Ninja Turtles. All right, there you go. They, and I don't know if you remember. Maybe your your kids do. They had a you know a, a tour 
They were in the suits. And they, they, whatever. That's, that's, a, that's another podcast for another time. But I love your stories because that's those are the stories I like when you're a concierge for Slash, when you're going uh, home shopping uh, with, with Duff. That's the, those are the stories, that human stories that I like. So thanks you for, uh, for sharing those. Again, I can't stress enough of all the bands who had, could have attitude would be Guns N' Roses. And from my experience, just the super nicest, laid back, chill guys, cool as they could be, and just really great people. It was fun. It was fun. Sounds just like talking to you. So I'm sure that's oh, well, why, why you guys bought. I don't know how much fun I am, and I, <laughs> I wish I had some Guns N' Roses success, but uh, hey, we're trying to do what we can. Nah, success is all relative. I mean, just look at your back wall, man, and you're doing what you love. This new life bled into this. <laughs> You know, did band. all right. Did all, yeah. did all right. Trying to do some more. Trying to do some more. So what's I guess again? You're on tour. Uh, what is next after Anomaly? I know you're you're pushing that now, but are you working on other things now? Are you focusing on the tour? What's going on currently for for Tool? Fo- uh, for Tool. Focusing for Tool. on <laughs> focusing on the tour right now a lot. You know what I mean? We're just trying to get uh, again. We're up and running now, and it's been a bit of work just to get personnel in place to get. You know, I mean, like you go to do a big festival in Dallas or we did some Daytona or we did some Corpus Christi. Those are tough shows to get your gear on stage, to be able to hear what you're playing. Everybody's saying, you know, time's up and, you know, you you, you got to go now and you're trying to just be able to hear yourself. And, you know, you want to give the fans and you want to play as best you can. Those are tough. So to get personnel in place that can actually get all that stuff implemented I know it's kind of the logistics of a band, but that's not easy, man. That's not. And, you know, a lot of times you'll play shows and you can't really hear, especially we, I call them throw and go festivals where you just go, okay, guys, you got five minutes, get on stage, get your stuff in, plug it in, see if it works and then go and then Mm -hmm. play a festival for 20,000 people. And you got to make it pull it off. Those are tough. So right now we're just concentrating a lot on just the live section of fuel and getting that all dialed in like we want. And we've got, quite a bit i'm recording right now mixing uh some live performances we just did oh cool so that's that that's happening um and uh it's sounding pretty good yeah Drums, so we're just doing it. We're putting it together. That's so I'm just cool, tracking. man. Thank you for sharing that. That was cool. Yeah, all right, cool. I didn't know if that would be like, oh, I don't, you can't hear it or whatever, but that's uh, no, that was awesome. The, the band is doing really well. The band is doing sounding great. Uh, that's just undoctored tracks right there. I'm just like I said, I'm just putting it together because uh, uh, the, one of the guys that ran sound for us records everything and he recorded it for us the other night. So maybe get some of that going. I don't know, maybe even do a live album. I don't know. We might be able to try to pull some of that off because I'm now archiving a lot of stuff and we got a lot of good performances so who knows but yes right now i'm just focusing on trying to play shows <laughs> trying to get there with the airlines canceling flights and i don't know what's going on with airlines i think they're shorthanded or something but i just got stranded in dallas trying to get to oklahoma and then i couldn't get home and uh, it's been nuts so uh, we're doing a lot of fly dates that are quite complicating our life right now. <laughs> uh, I can only imagine because uh, the last episode I did, because in addition to talking to cool people like you, I also talked to cool listeners of mine that travel or go to Guns N' Roses shows to get their fan reviews. So I got spoke it. to somebody who went from Brazil to Portugal, from oh. uh, uh, from Finland to Portugal as well. And just to hear their stories of just how to get there. And, and what about the, uh, I don't know if you were scheduled to, was it, was it Welcome to Rockville that was canceled? 
uh, because of all those storms in Florida. And I just felt so bad about all those fans that are traveling, and let alone the bands. Oh, yeah. I can't well, Guns, and Roses, Guns N' Roses was canceled, right? They they canceled that, but they finally they played their first show recently in Portugal. But yes, that was canceled. In, in, in yeah, we were there. We there on Thursday. We were there with Kiss. I shared the Ooh. stage with freaking Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I was three. I was I wasn't the band before Kiss. I'm not saying that at all. But I was on the same stage as Kiss, so I'm going to count it. And oh, it was hell yeah. Kiss. So we were there. On, it was a Thursday, so it was before all the rain hit. And uh, we were actually able to have that show. Okay. Got to, got to see Kiss again, and just Kiss was fantastic. But, uh, you know, uh, Papa Roach was there. Papa Roach was killing it, too. Mm-hmm. And they were doing great. Uh, a lot of great bands. So we were there on a Thursday. We were there opening, not necessarily opening night. I think Steel Panther, they actually plugged in on a Wednesday. Okay. But uh, Thursday night was actually the first night for us, and it didn't rain. And we got through it. It was hot as hell. <laughs> I mean, it's just Florida. It's either hot as hell or raining. But I mean, again, those, if you want to live there, sure. Unbelievably hot. I was about to pass out half the show because, man, it was just like, we were in the sun too. So it was nice. Um, But yeah, that show was great for us. We had a good time there. And that's, like I said, that was 20,000 people. I don't even know how many people there, as far as I could see all the way back. And uh, yeah, that was tough for that one to get canceled. I know that was, uh, that was tough. I, you know, Danny Wimmer put us on that festival. We appreciate that, but I hope he, uh, <laughs> I hope he has some good insurance. I'm sure he does. <laughs> That's tough, man. That's gotta be tough. Oh, very tough. All that planning, all that planning. And then it just gets rained out. That's just heartbreaking. Well, right now I'll knock on, you know, wood. I get my table is wood so I can do that literally. Uh, if you want to go to fuel-official.com, you have some dates up there right now. This should uh, happen in Colorado, Oklahoma, uh, Missouri. Yep. So if there's any more, that's where we should find them if they're, when they're going to be added. Right. And you can go to uh, Fuel Official Facebook, Fuel Official YouTube, Fuel Official TikTok. We even have a TikTok now. <laughs> you got to, right? Again, Rock I feel like I'm in the Kardashian business. Like half my life is music. The other part is me getting like, share, follow, subscribe. But that's how it is. There we go. That's kind of, I think you asked me earlier, how is it to be back in fuel? And that's kind of the weird thing for me because for a while I didn't, I wasn't doing all the social media stuff. And now I feel like I'm going, hey, don't build social media, you know, TikTok. But it is what it is. And, uh, and uh, so it's, it's all good. But uh, yeah, you can check us out there where our, our dates will be there. I'm, I'm way behind in posting because, like I said, we have, I have all these big festival shows that, and we've been busy. And I'm like, I have to find time to, Look those shows up on Facebook and YouTube and such. So, but uh, I'll get there. Hang with me, guys. I'll get there. I'll get there. I mean, I'm looking at your Facebook now. I mean, you're, you're posting pretty regularly with with pictures and you know interacting with fans and you know saying hi. So, your social media yeah, we're game is we're pretty building good. That. We're building that. Is we've added about seventy five thousand people since I started that because it was kind of. Uh, it wasn't a priority before. So now we're, you know, putting it up there and doing it and it's great. And I get a lot of great interaction from fans, a lot of people saying a lot of cool stuff. And, uh, we appreciate that as well. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, Carl, thank you so much for the time, for the music and getting, and bringing life back to fuel. You know, I trying to, man, okay. trying to brother, trying to. Awesome. So, uh, that does it for this episode of appetite for distortion. When will you see the next one in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy? We'll see it. I don't know if soon is the word. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.